Welcome to the Jaden Roberts Audio Podcast. My goal is to encourage you and build up your faith with the Word of God. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Jaden Roberts Audio Podcast, and I'm so happy to be with you. Um, long story short, I just felt this message come to me a couple days ago, and um, I was just in my bed chilling about to go to sleep and I was like Lord I really need to put out a podcast and I don't know what I'm gonna you know do it on but Lord I need your help you know what am I gonna what am I supposed to talk about and um because I never want to make a podcast just blindly like oh I'm gonna just talk about this or go to sermons.com and just get a sermon from there Uh, you know people actually do that that's so lame can't even hear God but you know (laughs) Yes, it's pretty sad, but I'm not, I'm not doing that because that's lame and I'm not doing that. So I was like, Lord, you know, I really need your help here. Like, I really want to put out a podcast and like, what, what do you want me to do it on? And um, he said separation. And I feel like this topic is very, very crucial. And I'm, and I'm gearing this episode towards people who who are not just Christians, but have the calling of God on their lives. And they may be in high school or middle school, in public high school and middle school, and they're constantly surrounded with people that are just, you know, talking about worldly things, sexual things, sinful things. And I'm going to talk about how you can not allow, you, you can, you know, filter out that stuff and live a holy life. And push against that that tide. And I'm going to talk about that. Because it's a very crucial thing. Because when you, when you separate. You know. That can get the attention of God. And he loves people who separate. And I'm just really gearing this to people who are. Because I'm in public school. I'm in public high school. And of course I'm constantly. And I'm not like. I'm not complaining like, oh, they cuss all the time. Of course they're going to, you know, sinners, sinners do what they do. They sin. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't really care if you cuss around me. Like, I'm not, I don't care. Do you. You're, if you, they're sinners and they're going to sin. So it's like, okay, they do what they do. That doesn't really affect me. But maybe for the the people who are not that mature in their faith yet and, you know, it's very hard for them, you know, to separate because many people might look at them funny, like, oh, what's wrong with him? And they might feel like, oh, they might get criticized. And I'm not saying you won't be, you will be. But my job here on this episode is to put faith in in you by the word to say, hey, I'm not going the way the world's going. You know, I'm going to live a holy and godly life. Um, simple as that. By the power of the Holy Ghost, of course. Um, and I'm telling you, dude. And I don't have this in my notes, but I want to give this to you just for free. That one of the main keys to you know not, not allow that stuff to get into you and to get into your spirit, because if you're constantly around it and you have no type of you know wall or barrier to protect yourself then that stuff is going to get into you and fester in you, and that's not going to be good. 
So if you and and this is one key that I'm gonna give you for free, and it's not on my notes. I'm gonna just give it give it to you for free, and it is constantly filling yourself with the word of God, whether it's a podcast. Um, I recommend podcasts. Um, a lot. And I'm not talking about any podcast. I'm talking about podcasts like Jonathan Shuttlesworth, um, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., Last Gen, um, Preston Shuttlesworth, um, Jesse Duplantis. You know, people, people of God, Lilia Petty, um, people of God that will boost you in your spirit with faith. And you're constantly hearing the word of God in your spirit, and that can that will mature you. And that's kind of like a barrier. While other people are spearing their, you know, spearing the filth out of their mouth, then you have that word, the word in you, that protects you from that stuff. And that's, you know, I'm giving you a personal key here that I use a lot. Podcast, um, constantly filling yourself with the word of God. Bible app, of course. Um. Just constantly filling yourself with the word of God and prayer, man. I'm just giving you some free keys before I even get to my points here. Because I feel like these will help you out. So, number one, the free key is constantly filling yourself up with the word of God. Uh, podcast, Bible app, preaching. Um, and preachers I recommend, man. You know, we can, I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple. I have a lot, but I'll give you a couple. Number one is just, you know, the Shuttlesworths. There's no in particular Shuttlesworths. No, they're they're all phenomenal. Listen to every Shuttlesworth you can find. That's number one. Number two, I would recommend um, R.W. Schambach. Definitely number number two. You sh- you should listen to that. Um, Lester Summer, of course. Listen to that. Um, Catherine Coleman, she, Mighty Woman of God. Um, T.L. Osborne, Kenneth Hagen. I'm telling you, like those those people, Oral Roberts, those people, man. If you just constantly have those people planting your ears, then bro, tell me that. Tell me how you are in like a few weeks. Tell me how you are, because, bro, you, your life will never be the same when you listen to those people. Just a testimony from my own life. Um. So, number one is constantly um. filling yourself up with the Word of God. And number two, prayer. Prayer is very, very crucial. Prayer builds up your inner man. Prayer builds up your inner man. I don't care if you have to, you know, when you wake up, you just pray in the Holy Ghost until you, you know... Pray in the Holy Ghost throughout your day, throughout your school day. When you're walking in the halls, just praying in the Holy Ghost. One one key, one um, one small thing I'll tell you: if you got like you know headphones in or something, like and you praying, people will think you're just on the phone. So like you know, you just put those those you know AirPods in or headphones in, and just pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, like constant prayer. Constant prayer, stirring up yourself. Cause you know, if you're not stirring up yourself on a on a continual basis, you know, I, you're not gonna make it in these last days. Because as as Jesus is, you know, coming closer and closer to returning, the tide of evilness and wickedness is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And if you're not 
you know, um, stirring yourself up on a continual basis. And personally, I believe that um, as Jesus Christ is coming more sooner and more quicker, and as the tide of wickedness is growing more stronger and stronger, our fire should be burning more hotter and hotter, and we should be, you know, shining brighter and brighter for God. Um, which means by praying, we should be praying more than ever before, you know, um, fasting at least, um, one day a week. And then when you master that two days a week, and then when you master that three days a week, um, that's what I'm, you know, mastering, um, in my personal life, fasting, living a fasted life at an early age. I'm not waiting until I'm like, you know, 20 or 30. No, it's good to start now. It's good to start now. Um, so definitely, um, filling yourself up with the word of God, building yourself up with the word of God and prayer constantly, man. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's not, it's not hard. It's honestly not hard. I mean, you got to push by your flesh. That's probably the hardest thing. But when you push by your flesh and you crucify your flesh, because Paul talks about crucifying his flesh on a continual basis, making his flesh do what his flesh doesn't want to do. Your flesh doesn't want to pray. Your flesh definitely doesn't want to fast. And your flesh doesn't want to read the word. And you got to force it because you got to remind your flesh that you're not in charge. My spirit is in charge. My spirit is in charge. You're not in charge. So line up. Make your flesh, make your flesh a servant. Tell your flesh what to do. Don't allow, if you live by your flesh... And this is the Holy Spirit talking to you. I, I hope people are receiving this. But if you let your flesh, you know, control you, then that will not be good. Because that leads to evilness and sin and wickedness. Because everything in the flesh is sinful. You read in the um, Galatians chapter 5 um, and passages like that where it talks about the flesh. And the flesh can never please God. You talk and you read in Romans chapter 8. It talks about, you know... The flesh and the um and the spirit constantly warring against each other, and you're not free to carry out what you want to do. And Paul goes on to talk about in the book of Romans, I believe in uh, either chapter six or chapter seven, that he talks about, "Hey, I want to do what is right, but I don't, because it's sin living in me." But thank God that through the through Jesus Christ. I can live by the spirit. I don't have to live by the flesh. I don't have to. First of all, because I'm I have the Holy Spirit living in me. And the Holy Spirit is the strongest force in the universe. And he lives in me. So when you subdue your flesh and you let your spirit take charge, then you'll be doing what your spirit wants to do, which is prayer, um, fasting, and reading the word. And that will help you. So I just wanted to give you those um, two free things that will help you out um, in your life. So hopefully you received it. But um, this message is called Come Out From Among Them. Come Out From Among Them. Now, point number one is called Turning Against the Tide. Now, many people might feel like oh what if i if i stand out i might get criticized i'm not saying you won't get criticized people people
people are, are going to say, oh, look at him. Oh, because what you're really doing is when you're standing out or not partaking of what others do, you're, you're, you're like showing how foolish they are. And you're, you're, you know, you're exposing them. Oh, why don't, why don't you want to drink with us anymore? Why don't you want to smoke with us anymore? I'm back. Experienced a little disruption, but I'm back. But um, back to what I was saying, though. Most people feel like, oh, you know, I can't do that because what if people might make fun of me? I'm not saying they're not going to make fun of you. Because they will. But you got, that's why I told you those two free keys. To, you know, mature you up and build you up. So you can stand strong against that. And say, listen, I'm not taking part in what you're doing. I don't care if you criticize me, make fun of me. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, you think you're holy than us now? Oh, you think you're better than us now? Yeah. I'm not taking part of what you're doing. I'm doing way better than you. Look, you're smoking. I'm not doing that. You're going to this party. You're messing with girls. You're drinking. I'm not following that. Nah, I'm out. I'm not doing that. And what you're doing there is you're exposing them. And they're, they will get, they're, they're going to be like, oh. And that's, that, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about your, your used to be old friends. And you know what I'm talking about. The friends that you had before you were saved. And now when you're saved and you don't do the things they do, now they get mad at you. Oh, what happened? Oh, and they say this. Oh, he's just being fake now. He doesn't want to hang out with us. I'm not being fake. I still love you. But I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a distance myself. Hey, I'm going to still say what's up. Dap you up. But that doesn't mean, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to hang out with you and go to places you go. No, sir. No, sir. And many people might be like listening to me. Well, I want to witness to him. And I've heard many, like, many people say that. And it never works. It never works because when you do that, you're just going to, they're just going to have a more influence on you when you try to do that. So what I recommend is show them the goodness of God. And then they're going to be like, man, how is your life so good right now? Boom. Got a, you got a chance right there. And then you, you do it. And then they're like, oh, I want to receive that too. I want that. See, not just, you know, you just force it. Like, hey, hey, I got Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Um, you want to send him to, to your life? You want that? I mean, then they're going to look at you like, yo. <laughs> nah, bro, you got you to gotta show them the goodness of God. You got to, you know, maybe give them something. Maybe show them, you know. Kindness, maybe I don't know. Do what Jesus did. Show them the love of Jesus, and when they feel it, they're gonna be like, "Man, something's different about my, something's different about my friend here." And they're not gonna look at you as fake. They're gonna be like, "Man, like, man, I want that too." Like, well, how how's your how's your life so different? Because I got Jesus, and He loves you, and He, he you know, you can have you can live the same way I'm living, free. You don't have to, you know, 
struggle to sleep at night. No, you can live free, peace, joy. And amen, man, I want that. That sounds so good. And people will, people, that will open the heart. But you will get some criticism, though. People will not like that you're turning against the tide. Because you're, you're shining a light on their sin. And they're like, oh, man. Now, he, he used to rock with us, but now he, he, don't, he don't rock with us no more. And they're going to be offended. Hmm. You know, he used to go to parties. And, you know, he doesn't do that anymore. Because he's more holy than us now. Turning against the tide. I'm going to read this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And the reason why, I'm going to just be real honest because I love you guys. And when I experienced a disruption, I did not feel like starting over. So I'm going to just like add it on to that, to that other part. So we, we cooling, we cooling right now. We cooling. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. And I'll be your father, and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Come out from among the unbelievers. Don't touch their filthy things. So, um, this was like, I would say like a year ago. And, um, my, um, this, this girl texted me on Instagram and she was like, listen, I'm having a hard time being a Christian at my school, my public school. I was like, why is that? And she was like, cause I'm getting made fun of at school and you know, I just want to do the things they do. Cause they, they they look like they're having more fun than me, you know. They're going to all these parties. They're they're doing this, and I'm just, you know, staying home and not having fun. And I want to do the things they do. They they're having so much fun. And when I separate from them, they they make, you know, and I don't do the things they do. They criticize me and make fun of me. I just want to do the things they do. They she said, I'm not throwing I'm not throwing any, um. I'm not trying to, you know, shame shame her or anything or, you know, talk bad about her or anything. But I said, listen, you are a Christian. You are called to stand out. You're not called to blend in with them. Light has no fellowship with darkness. Light has no fellowship with darkness at all. The reason why they make fun of you is because... First of all, it's a good thing that they're they're making fun of you because it shows that you're on the right track. So I'm I'm getting criticism, okay. I'm getting pushback. I'm I'm on the right track. I'm not doing the things they do. That means your light is shining on their darkness and their darkness is getting exposed. What's hidden is getting exposed in their own life. And I said, "Listen, Jesus didn't call you, you know, to just, you know, blend in. No. Then what's the point? If you're going to live like everybody else, then why not just be a sinner? 
Just live in your old life. Do what everybody else does. Talk how everybody else talks. Listen to what everybody else listens to. What's the point? No, but God has called you to live separate from them. And he hasn't just called you that, you know, without giving you power. That's the thing. He gives you power to do what he commands. If he says separate from them, he's going to give you power to do that. And you want to know what that power is? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will strengthen you. He's inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. And he will empower you and strengthen you. He will strengthen you. The anointing resides in you. So I told her, hey, listen, Jesus didn't, you know, call us to, you know, blend in with them. No, he he wants you to stand out. Standing out is great. What's the point of looking like everybody else? That's so lame. Stand out. You think, you think, you think Jesus's apostles when Jesus left stood out or um, blended in? They didn't blend in. When they went to the high council, Peter and John, the the councils looked at them and said, yeah, we can tell they've been with Jesus. I mean, come on. You, you can't be with Jesus. There's no way you can be with Jesus for three years and not have an impact. There's no way. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. You're going to. You're going to talk like Jesus. You're going to do what Jesus did. You're going to have the presence of Jesus on you and people can feel it. You're going to act like Jesus. For three years, they've been around him, studying him, doing the things they did, going out, hanging out with him privately. And this is Peter and John. And this is, I mean, that was his, that was his homies. That was his close ones. Peter and John. James wasn't there. Peter and John, that was his homies. And they hung out privately. They were intimate with Jesus. I'm not, and I'm, all the other disciples, including Judas, before he betrayed him, they, they were intimate with Jesus. But those two, those three, Peter, James, and John, very intimate. And there's a place you can get with 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 Jesus that you you can be so intimate like that that you know each other, not just know of that person. And Peter and John were standing before them and they hung out with Jesus all the time. And when Jesus was alone in the in the garden of Gethsemane, or on um, the mountain of transfiguration, who did he bring? Peter, James, and John. Trio. That was his homeboys. That was the things Jesus can show them that he can't reveal to even his disciples, his other disciples. I'm telling you, dude. And they stood in front of the high council, and the high council was like, hey, these guys are different. They have authority and they're not even trained in the in the in the law or in the scriptures, but we can tell they've been with Jesus though. Because when you were Jesus, you automatically stand out. Jesus standed out from among the religious people because when he would when he took the scroll and read from the um scroll of Isaiah, all eyes was fixed on him. 
Like, man, who is this man who talks with such authority? We had never seen or heard religious leaders, our religious leaders, talk like that. Because Jesus stood out. Jesus stood out. Jesus stood out. So don't, and I said, man, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of, don't be ashamed of Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. He strengthens you. Don't be ashamed. And those two keys I told you earlier, well, that will help you. And I told her, hey, listen, Jesus didn't call us to blend in. He called us to stand out. So stand out. I'm telling you, stand out. Don't pay attention to the criticism. Because they will criticize, but let them criticize. Who cares? You're doing the right thing. And don't do what they do. What's the point? What's the point of doing what they do? If you do what, I mean, if you just do what they do, then you go where they go. And what they, what they do will send them to hell. And I don't want you to go to hell. I don't want them to go to hell. So what I, what I want you to do is to stand out and let your life be a testimony. And I'm not talking about bragging. I'm talking about letting the presence of God make you stand out so much so that people can look at you and say, there's something different about you. Why, what makes your life so different? Why are you so happy all the time? Why are you so smiling all the time? Why are you laughing all the time? Why are you have joy all the time? And that's when you, you, you share with them. Because I got Jesus Christ in my life. And he changed my life. And he, he, he wants to change your life. And that will open their heart. Most people when they hear that. They, that will just pass the mind. Forget the mind. It goes in the heart. It pricks them in the heart. It pricks them. When Peter was taught, after he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he was preaching to 3,000 people. And what the Bible says, what, what he said pricked the, the, those hearts, pricked their hearts. And the people was like, man, what, what must we do to get saved? And then that's when Peter led them all to Jesus Christ. And 3,000 came in that day. 3,000. So you're called to stand out. Don't count it shame. You know, don't get down on yourself like, man, these people, people don't like me. First of all, you're not called to be, you're not called to be liked by everyone. You just need that one person to like you. If everybody likes you, you have a problem. I'm going to say that again. If everyone likes you, something something's not right. You need to f- tweak something. Something's not right. You need to tweak something. Because every, everybody didn't like Jesus. Everybody, certainly everybody didn't like the apostles. Look, Jesus told his, uh, his um, disciples, hey, if they call me the, like the devil, if I'm doing miraculous signs by the power of God and these people are calling me the devil, what will they call you? And if they persecute me, they will definitely persecute you. And they will. And they did.
and they did. Not everybody liked Jesus. Religious people hated Jesus. But sinners loved him, though. Sinners loved Jesus. They hated the apostles. So they killed him. They killed him. So you're not called to be liked by everyone. Listen, Jesus didn't come to the earth to be liked. That's not that's not what Jesus' goal. Jesus could care less if people liked him or not. Just to be blunt honest, that's the truth. Jesus didn't give a rip what other people thought. He could care less what other people thought about him. He said, I came to do the will of my father. And that's it. I came to do the will of my father. I came to say what he says. I came to do what he does. I don't care if you like it or you don't like it. I'm going to do it. Because I didn't come here to please man. I came here to please my father in heaven. You know what Paul said? He said, I'm not doing this to please man. I'm doing this to please God. Who cares about... Let me ask you a question. What's the point if everybody likes you and God has a problem with you? Tell me this. Tell me that. Tell me that. Answer, Answer that question. What is the point of everybody liking you, everybody liking your social media posts, everybody giving you hearts on Instagram, everybody giving you shares, but God is not pleased with you. What's the point? I'll and man, and I'm gonna take it a step further. I'll rather have God be pleased with me. I'll rather have the anointing on my life, and everybody hates me. My family doesn't is um displeased with me my friends are displeased with me everybody in the world can hate me but if God is pleased with me and if God is for me who can be against me if God is for you who can be against you but if God and I'm gonna switch it if God is not for you then who who in the world can save you if God is not pleased with you, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. I'd rather have God pleased with my life. I'd rather have God's approval than man's approval. And that's facts. Straight up facts. Jesus didn't come here to be liked. Jesus came to fulfill his duty and his duty was to live a holy and pure life so he can you know be our sacrificial lamb and die on the cross for our sins so me and you wouldn't have to go to hell could care less about being like Jesus didn't care point number two I want to say these two points, these two free points again, that how you, you know, what can help you, um, you know, um, strengthen you and what can help you out a lot that helps, that helps me. 
um, is number one, building your faith up consistently with the word of God, podcast, Bible app, you know, and not just any podcast, um, uh, Shuttlesworth, um, that includes <laughs> every Shuttlesworth there is that has a podcast, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., um, Preston Shuttlesworth, um, Last Gen, um, people like that, that can build your faith up with the word. A dollar shuttle's worth. You know, people like that, that can build your faith up. And number two is consistent prayer. Praying in the Holy Ghost. On a, yes, prayer and prayer. Prayer. I'm telling you, prayer is a must-have. Prayers are must have. Point number two. Make up your mind. You're not like everyone else. I want you to say this where you're at. Repeat this after me. Say, I'm not like everybody else. And I won't live like everybody else. I'm not like everybody else. And I won't live like everybody else. Because when you have the when you have the calling of God on your life, and you're a believer and you're Holy Ghost filled, you just won't do what other people do. And you gotta make you gotta make up in your mind. People can't make it up for you. You gotta be like, Lord, listen, Lord. Though everybody else is going, you know, the way of the world, and they're they're you know they're going with the they're they're going with the tide. I'm pushing against the grain. I'm doing what you want me to do. I'm I'm gonna separate, and I don't care how much persecution I, you know, I have to bear. Because when when you bear Christ's persecution, He'll bless you. Christ, Jesus is like, hey, if you take my persecution on earth, I'll bless you. I'll bless you if you take your, your my persecution from me. And I really believe on that day of judgment, that believers go to, the bema seat. Jesus is gonna look at some Christians, and be like, hey, I love. That you took persecution for me. And as a result, I blessed I, I blessed you so much. I blessed you so much. And I love you. Thank you. Thank you for taking my per my persecution for me. Cause if they can't talk to, you know, Jesus, and if they can't talk to God, then they're gonna talk to you. <laughs> they're gonna if they can't unleash their anger out on Jesus, then they're gonna unleash their anger out on you. And if you take that Hey, you don't think God, God has He's gonna reward you for that? Yeah, He's gonna reward you for that. You're not like everybody else. You are not like, and when you have that in your mind, then you won't be doing what other people do. I'm not like everybody else. I don't listen to what everybody else listens to. I don't go where other people go. I don't say what other people say. And let me tell you this as a, a another free thing. When you constantly, you know, read your word and you pray, then that will transform, first of all, the way you think. And when, you're, when your mind is transformed, then that will transform to what comes out of your mouth. Because you won't just say anything while people are saying, oh, I'm going to get sick today. Oh, it's cold outside. I'm going to get a cold. Oh, 
Oh, I can feel it now. I get chills. Oh, it's so cold. I'm going to get a cold. And other people are just, you know, talking out the mouth and just don't care. Could care less about, you know, because they don't know. They're, they're, they're ignorant. I had to edit right there. <laughs> I had to edit right there, yo. Oh, shoot. I had to edit right there. But um, people don't care what they say. Oh, I'm going to get sick today. Well, it's just a part of that season. Allergies. Allergies. Oh, man, I'm so tired. I only got a couple hours of sleep last night. I'm so tired, man. I'm so tired. But I, I ask people how they're doing. I'm like, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm out I'm at my job and at school. I said, What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm tired. And I'm and I don't say anything. I just like, man, I should have never asked how you was doing. <laughs> like, dude, just by the way you're talking, like, I just wanna run away. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Stayed up late last night. That's by you should hear their voice. Their voice is just draggy and just like I'm so tired. And I don't say anything. I'm like, oh, okay. And just walk away. I rarely, very rarely, and it's so sad to say, but it's true. I very rarely walk and you know, tell somebody, Oh, what's up, man? And they answer me, I'm doing great. It's sad. And that just motivates me to like, man, this people, these people are just like, they really need like a change. And I'm, that's what I'm here for. That's exactly what I'm here for. But you should hear it, man. This is the, the death in people's voice. Tired. So tired. It's just, it's, it's very insane. Very insane. So when you have the Holy Ghost and your mind is transformed by the word, you won't just say anything because the Holy Ghost will check you. When you say, when you want to say something... Just how you feel, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, not gonna say that. It's like the Holy Ghost is is he pops you like, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Say what the word says. The Holy Ghost lives inside of me and he quickens my mortal body. Quickens my mortal body. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in me and makes alive quickens my mortal body say that instead that's what the holy ghost does hey i've had it happen to me a couple times when i just want to say how i feel i'm like oh nope no and when it when it does come out i get a check in my spirit like i'll take that back i'm not tired (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah, um, yeah, I just, I just quote the word. You get a check. Like, the Holy Spirit checks you. He checks you. Uh, don't say that. 
Don't you dare say that. Say what the word says. You don't just say what everybody else says. Or go where everybody else goes. Oh man, I want to go here. Everybody, nope, don't even go there. Don't even try it. <laughs> Holy Spirit's like, don't do it. Nope. You feel it in your stomach. Like, nah, don't do it. Don't go there. Okay, stay home. Mom, stay home. I'm not going. I'm not going. He. He is a guide. I love the Holy Ghost so much. He checks you. He checks you. He guides you. That's a part of guidance. He he steers you. Hey, don't go that way. Up. Oh, no. Because he's protecting you. So that's why it's very crucial to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I don't... I honestly think this, like... Without the Holy Ghost, man, how do people just, how do people do it? Because their spirits are dead and they're just going out of for, well, other other people's opinions. Oh, I think you should do that. Nah, when you feel with the Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter what other people think. What, if, the, if the Lord tells you to do it, do it. And the Lord may speak through somebody, maybe your spiritual father or mentor. Hey, the Lord spoke to me. Do this, do this, do this, and this will lead to this and this. And listen to it. When you trust you, if you and you should trust them as your spiritual father and mentor, and they hear from the Lord as you hear a motorcycle. Oh my gosh, my man is zooming. I'm like, oh, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. But when you have the Holy Ghost, life changer. Because when you're in the room by yourself, you're not really in the room by yourself, and I'm. I'm grasping that. Like, you're not in the room by yourself. The Holy Ghost is with you. You feel him. And you can talk to him as you talk to a normal person. Jaden, you're weird. I don't care. I don't care. Like, he, he's, you're not in the room by yourself. He's there with you. And he wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you. Build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And how do I, how do you do, you might be asking me, how do I do that? I want to grow more intimate in God. I want to grow more intimate, you know, um, in the things of God. Get in your word and pray. And couple that up with some fasting. Boom. And. The Holy Ghost will correct on, like, what you watch. And I'm not even talking about, like, um, bad stuff. Like, not your, your stuff that you're not even supposed to be watching anyway. But I'm talking about, like, um, maybe superhero movies or um, your YouTubers that you watch. I don't know what you watch. But people that have, you know, cussing in it or something. Um, movies that, you know, display... Um, some stuff on it. The Holy Ghost would be like, you know what? Personal experience. There was a new Marvel movie that came out. I think it's called Morbius or something like that. Um, and 
my mom was like, hey, you want to go see that movie? I was like, eh, I'll sit this one out. I'll sit this one out for the team. I'll stay home. Because I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to, you know, you know, watch that stuff. Because it's, it's kind of crazy. Too much for me. Too much for me. So the Holy Ghost will steer you, guide you. Like, man, don't don't watch that. Don't watch that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go to John 17. John 17. Verse 13. Now I'm coming to you. I told you many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I've given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. This is Jesus praying. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. And what is what is truth? Teach them your word, which is truth. This is powerful. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Now, what Jesus, I want to um, read this again, what Jesus said. He says, they do not, this is verse 16. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. And the Bible literally just said, we may be in this, we may be in the world. Yeah, we're in the world, but that doesn't mean we're not of this world. That means we don't do the things the world does. And Jesus is saying to his disciples and to us, they don't belong to this world any more than I do. Think about that. Jesus, they do not belong to this world any more than I do. Hallelujah. In verse 17, it says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. That's why I titled this point. You're not like everybody else. You're not like everybody, everybody else. Because when you realize and you and I just went over this verse that I don't belong to this world any more than Jesus does. That makes me different. Say, I want you to say this out loud. I am different. Because if you just have this mindset that I'm just like everybody else, I'm just like a, you're not an ordinary person. I want to, I'm going to, I want to like encourage you. You're not like any other person. You are different because you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are different because you are a child of God. You are different because you have the anointing on your life. And the anointing automatically makes you different. The anointing makes you stand out and you're not even trying to stand out. You just look different. People who are anointed, you can look at them and tell, yeah, they, there's something different. I'm going to tell this story because it's, just, it, it's powerful. 
So I was at this camp meeting, at the Elizabeth City camp meeting. Um, Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. did it. And um, I was invited to go with my um, friend Alex, um, Lilia, and um, Jonathan. Um, And I was like, hey, why not? Let's go. I was super pumped. And uh, Preston Shuttlesworth was there. That's my friend, my mentor. I love him very much. And um, I sat next to him, and um, I was just, I was just looking at him and talking to him. I was like, man, you can feel the the anointing like there, like you can feel the heat of it, like it's you can feel the heat of it. And not just him. But when Ted Shuttlesworth um senior got off the platform and started walking towards us, and just preaching and walking towards us and operating in the gifts, you could feel a heat of the 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 power of God. I'm telling you, it's, it's it's powerful, and I have that on my Instagram. Way if you scroll way down, it's there. You can feel the heat of it. Another um. The feel the heat of the anointing, man. It's it's powerful and. My pastor, when he, when he just walks up and preaches, you can feel the heat of it. There's you can feel it, like man, you can feel it on you, like something, it's is blazing in here. And um, another story, I'm just you know, laying these out, but I was at youth and um, my youth my youth pastor, um, he called um everybody else up to the altar and um we started praying in the holy ghost and I, my eyes were closed my eyes were closed and my youth pastor was walking around praying in the holy ghost ministering to people um and i didn't know i was going to get prayed over i didn't know i was going to get smacked by the power of god but um my eyes were closed and i was just praying in the holy ghost and all of a sudden i felt this heat come on me and i can feel that my my youth pastor my my mentor was just right in front of me. I can feel it. The fire of God was like there. I can feel it on him. I can feel it on me. And I can just feel it. And man, like it was like. It's it's insane. You can feel it. I, instantly when he walked up to me, I felt it like boom. I was like, whoa. Like a heat came on me. And he prayed over me, and I got smacked, and I was out. Like, it was it was fire. You can feel it. It was fire. And I was like, you can feel it. The heat. You can feel when somebody's anointed. You can feel it. You can look at them, and they're very peculiar. They're not like everybody else, and they stand out. And the anointing makes you stand out. I want you to say this where you're at. I am anointed. I am anointed. Say that wherever you're at. I am anointed. Now, a couple of examples that you're not like everybody else is um you see two people in the Bible that was separated and consecrated, you know, before birth and the Lord told them uh, a specific specific instructions not to do with that person 
because they were they were separated and called and they weren't like everybody else because they had a divine purpose and calling. And you see that in Samson and you see that in John the Baptist. Now, and Samson, I'm going to start with him first. The the Lord gave his his mother specific instructions first not to cut his hair. Second, not to drink any alcoholic drinks. Because he's 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 going to be anointed powerfully. He's going to be used by God. So when you're anointed and when you have a divine calling on your life, you just can't do what everybody else does. Because that's not who you are. Because you know you have a divine destiny. And you know that you have a place where God is going to take you. And your job is to keep yourself pure and holy so you can be ready for the master to use you. That's what it says in 2 Timothy Chapter 2, verse 22. Your job is to keep yourself a holy and pure vessel, a vessel of silver and gold, so you can be ready for when the master uses you. So the Lord told her, hey, don't don't lay um, a, a finger to his hair. Don't touch his hair. Don't don't cut it. Don't do anything. And don't touch any alcohol. John the Baptist, he will he will be raised in the power and the spirit of Elijah. He will be my messenger, preparing the way for the Messiah. So don't touch any alcoholic beverages. That's what the same thing that happened to Samson. Don't touch any alcoholic beverages, for he will be mightily used of God. So we have a divine plan and destiny that God has predestined on your life. You can't do what other people do because you know where you're going. When you know where you're going, you you just you don't have a taste or a desire for what other people do. Hey, go to this party. Nah. Why? I just don't want to. Y'all can have fun though. I'm not doing it. Hey, um, you know, just drink this. Nah, I'm good. Have some of this. Nah, I'm going home. See ya. I'm not doing it. Because you know where you're going. And you're not called to do what everybody else does. You are very peculiar. I wanna, I'm going to tell you this. You are very peculiar. You are different. You are called to set apart. You are anointed. Never forget that. You are anointed, and God has a divine plan and destiny for your life. Because there's a there's an anointing for what God has called you to do. There's an anointing. There's anointing to preach. There's anointing to sing. There's even an anointing to do whatever God's called for whatever He's called you to do. There is an anointing, and it's holy. It is holy. Holy. The anointing is holy. I don't have time to go into my um, testimony of my encounter with God, and I was hungry for the, the anointing on my life. 
But it's a holy thing, the anointing. And you got to prove to God that, hey, I'm hungry. Lord, use me. Because the anointing is very precious to God, so it should be precious to you, and you, and you should treat it that way. Don't treat what's uncommon as common. The anointing is not common. No, the anointing is a very special and precious, and you can't buy it. You can't buy the anointing with money. You can't buy it with any... You know, that's, there's a story in the book of Acts where um this one guy, I forgot his name, was coming up to Peter and John because he saw Peter and John laying hands on people and they were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And then this man was like, hey, um, I'll give you money so I can buy that power. And Peter was like, you, you wicked person. You need to repent. You can't buy this. You can't buy the anointing. You can't buy the anointing. You can't buy the oil. You can't buy it. You have to hunger for it. The anointing is... You can't buy it. You got to show God that you're hungry for it. And I'm not... Bro, it's not going to come overnight. It's definitely not going to come overnight. I just listened to Catherine Coleman. And she was like, I'll be lying to you. And I never forgot this. I would be lying to you if I told you that the anointing is cheap. Because she talks... She says, oh, all you see is the glamour of it. All you see is people falling down, crying, and blind eyes opening. And, you know, people... Um, hearing and limbs growing back and people getting out of wheelchairs, but you don't see what I do behind the scenes. You don't see the study time. You don't see the prayer and fasting. You don't see the crying out for God. You don't see the meals being constantly, you know, missed so I can have the anointing and the oil in my life. You don't see it. All you see is me going up on stage and the power of God filling that place and people getting touched. But you don't see what I have to what I have to pay behind the scenes. There's a, there's a price there's a price you have to pay. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about what are you going to do? Show your hunger. Show your hunger, not just say it. Show it. Show it by getting in the word like never before. Show it by praying and fasting. Show it by, you know, Crying out to God. Don't just talk about it. The time for talk is over. You better have some action in your talking. Are you really hungry or are you just saying it? I wonder how many times people say they're, they, they sing the songs, they're hungry. And they sing the worship songs. But do they really love Jesus? Do they Are they... Are they really hungry? I'm just wondering that in my mind. When I go to church and I see the people worshiping God, do they really love them though? What are their private lives looking like? What are they doing? Probably some Probably some people haven't even touched the Bible ever since last Sunday. And they're singing the songs and, you know, the worshiping God, but their heart is not in it, but the worshiping God from their mouth and God does not hear it. Because 
their worship is fake and phony. And the heart is not attached and they're really not hungry at all. So if you're not hungry, don't even bother showing up. Don't even waste your time. If you're not hungry, don't even waste a minute of your time. Go home. Go home. Don't even waste the preacher's time. Because if you're not hungry, I'll take it. I'll take anything that I can get. I'll take the scraps if I have to. I'll take anything that I can get. I want it. And if other people don't want it, I'll take theirs. Because I want it. I wanted that in my mind constantly. As I look in the back. And I'm just... Because I'm on the media team and I can see everything on the in the back. I can see everything. I can see people. I can see what they're doing. I can see every single thing. And I'd be seeing people. I'd be looking at people. And I wonder, man, are they just singing it because everybody else is singing it? Or are they actually, do they actually love Jesus? Do they actually love him? Or are they just going to church as a religious duty? Because as long as it... If you go to church as a religious duty, as long as you do that, you're not going to receive anything. I wonder that. I I really wonder that, man. Are they really hungry for God or are they just singing it? And it might offend people, but I don't I don't care. I'm just I'm just saying I'm, Are they are they really hungry? Or are you just singing it? I want more. I want more of you, God. But do you really do? Do you? Where's the last time you read your Bible? Um. Oh, that's a problem. If you can't even tell me the last time you read your Bible, man, there's something wrong. You need to correct it. When's the last time you prayed? Um. Yeah, you need to get that corrected. When's the time? When's the last time you ever fasted a meal? Um. Yeah. You you need some correct. You need to fix that. People say, man, I want more of you, God, but they're not showing it. They're saying it from the heart, but they're not meaning it. They're not They're not meaning it. They're saying it from their mouth, but they don't even mean it. Don't even mean it. Number three. When you separate and consecrate yourself, God will use you personal testimony of my life and I'm going to make this really quick because I just had I'm not trying to take forever with this but I had back then man when I had my encounter with God man I it was very dramatic I mean I was just so hungry and desperate for the anointing looking at teachings and preachings about the anointing and people teaching on it and people operating in it because when you see people operating in it you just you gotta have it gotta have it it's different people by the way they speak their authority the authority my pastor carries the authority my my mentors carry the authority that people i see carry is unreal i'm like yo i want that that authority comes from the anointing that authority comes from the holy ghost so i had an insane hunger and i i still do for the anointing I want to, and I want to be used mightily of God. And you wouldn't be watching me if you didn't want to be used, and you will be used mightily of God. When you separate and consecrate yourself, God, God sees people like that. 
Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord Look to and fro from the earth Sing whose hearts are fully Key word Fully Looking towards him Fully Not half heartedly Fully Completely When it's full You can't pit no more in it Think about that When it's full You can't put anything in it Fully turn towards him So I was like I want the anointing On my life And that led to prayer and fasting And reading of the word And reading books by mighty men of God And That's not wasted time And I, I still do that Of course It's only the beginning Of what God's going to do with me Not bragging by any means But it's I'm just I'm just saying it Just saying it I'm telling you man You have to have an intense hunger for the anointing I'm going to James 4 8 There were days Where I didn't even touch a bite of food Until I read my Bible and prayed that intense. My mom would be like, Jaden, the food's ready. And I was like, I'm not going to eat right now. I'm going to eat later. I wasn't wasting time and God saw it. And he honored it. James 4, 8, the Bible says, Come close to God or draw close to God and God will draw nigh to you. So what is that? What does that mean? You have to, not God, you have to make the first step, make the first move. You have to do it. Draw close to God and God doesn't, you know, leave you out to dry. No, he draws close to you. He said, hey, you've shown me. See, that's, that's the thing. That really proves your hunger. Because if you're really hungry, you'll, you'll push in, you'll push, you'll push, you'll push. When you're hungry, you'll do anything for that thing. When you're hungry for God, you'll do anything to get close to God. Anything. Anything to get close to God. And God will draw close to you because he loves people like that. But many people in these churches nowadays, they don't even draw close to God. They're waiting on God. They're waiting on God to draw close to them when they have even moved. You move first, God is saying. You move. My word says draw close to me and I will draw close to you. Not, you know, God will draw close to you and then you draw close to him. No. God's waiting on you. Some people's like, no, I'm just waiting on God to touch me. No. God's waiting on you to get hungry. How about that? God's waiting on you to move. He is waiting on you. you prove your hunger by drawing close to God and God will draw close to you because God will never miss an appointment when you make it. God will never miss an appointment. Point number four, don't be a chameleon blending, blending in what other people are doing. Oh, I'm going to do that too. Don't ever be a chameleon. God has not called you to be a chameleon. He called you to stand out from among them. 
don't be a come. Oh, I'm gonna just do this because everybody else is doing it. That is the stupid way to live. Would you jump? My mom always said this to me, and I never. People always say, "Hey, just because would you jump off a cliff if somebody told you to do it?" Be a leader, not a follower. That's what I was raised up on. Be a leader, not a follower. Don't follow what other people do. Other people might be going astray, and your blind tail is going with them, and you you guys are going to be destroyed. Bad corrupt, bad company. The Bible says corrupts good behavior. And I'm going to do a podcast on who's in your inner circle. Who's in your inner circle? Who who are you hanging out with? Because that has a major effect on how you live. Major. Don't be a chameleon blending in. I'm going to just do this because they're doing it. That is a dumb way to live. But uh, this is why I'm going to go to the scripture in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Not what people, no, understand what the Lord wants you to do. Because when you understand what the Lord wants you to do, you won't do what other people want you to do. I'm going to say that again. When you understand what the Lord wants you to do, you won't do what people want you to do. Because when the Lord tells, you know, wants you to want you to do something, he has a, you know, wants you to accomplish a certain thing for him. Then you're not sidetracked because you already have a set plan. What 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 can compare to the voice of the Lord? You will be a foolish man. You'll be a foolish woman if you let people talk you out of what God has said for you to do. You'll be a foolish man. Well, Lord, I can't do this because, you know, these people say this is a better way. Man, man's fool, man's wisdom is foolishness to God. And, you know, God's wisdom is foolishness to people. People can't understand them because the Bible says... My ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. As the heavens is above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Simple. Simple as that. How foolish it will be if people let people Talk them out of what God told them to do. Dumb. But that's not you. We're going to follow the voice of the Lord and we will be used mightily of God. We are anointed. We are called to be set apart from this world. We are called. You're unique. You're peculiar. And God will use you. So I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And... God bless you. I love you guys. Besitos. Hey, I want to thank you for listening to the end of this podcast. Have you ever made a personal decision to live for Jesus Christ and ask him to come into your heart? 
I want to give that invitation for you right now. Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, so you wouldn't have to go to a devil's hell, but you could be in heaven for the rest of eternity with him. If you want to make this personal decision, say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose for me, and I believe you're coming back again for me. Fill me with your power. Where I'm weak, make me strong. Sin's power is broken over my life. I'm God's child, and heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, that was the best decision you ever made in your entire life. I love you, and have a blessed rest of your day.